What is going on and welcome to the Power of Progression podcast. I'm your host, John Marone. Thank you very much for joining us on today's episode. And please do not forget to like, subscribe, follow the podcast, write a review, and then share it out to anybody who can take the value from today's episode and put it into their life. But now it is time to help you design the life you've always wanted to live, creating the ultimate version of yourself, and jump into the episode. So let's get it popping. What is going on? And welcome back to the Power of Progression. I have an amazing guest for you guys. Something that I think you guys are, are going to be able to take the content and really start implementing right away. Uh, she's a new friend of mine. Her name is Ashley Han, and she's a branding and marketing strategist, coach, best-selling author, speaker, and mission-driven entrepreneur. Her mission is to support as many leaders and heart-centered entrepreneurs as possible in playing their biggest game so they can create a huge impact and a lasting ripple effect on this world. So Ashley first entered the online space in 2012 as a marketing director for an ABC Shark Tank company, helping them with 500% growth within the first year and becoming the number one fastest growing private company in San Diego. She also owns her own branding and consulting company, which is an online marketing agency that is geared to help brands amplify and monetize their web presence so they can make more money and more impact. She's also written a bestseller and it's called Magnetic Confidence, Attract the Results, Relationships and Life You Want. But from afar, it seemed great, but she had to overcome deep, deep and severe anxiety frequent suicidal thoughts, and hating herself. But she's a fighter, and she fought through it all because she wants to be able to spread her message to the masses. And he, she is here to go ahead and spread her message and show you how to gain confidence and build a brand and a life that you're proud of. Ashley, what is going on? Oh, my gosh. That was so amazing. Thank you, John. You're the best. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. So just give everybody a little context. Ashley and I just got off our podcast I did on her episode or on her show. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys got to listen to it. He's so good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we had so much fun. Um, and then we decided to just go ahead and, and do back to back. So we have been jamming for quite some time. But what is going on, girl? How are you? I am amazing. I love it. This is like a John and Ashley day, an extravaganza back to back. <laughs> We're just jamming we out and having fun. <laughs> yes, we should, we should go ahead and actually put together something about this. I think, we have, I think we have something going here. I think we'd add a lot of value. Um, you know, I'm excited to talk to you today, Ash, because, you know, the one thing that I didn't mention um, and something that you may not know that I realize and my audience needs to know is that you're a pretty badass rapper and singer. And... <laughs> I did not think that that's what you were going. I didn't know where you were going with that, but I didn't know you and, were going uh, there. I saw something on Instagram where I, be I believe uh, you, you were singing was it either Cardi B or Nicki Minaj. Which one was it? Nicki Minaj. Can you do it without the music? Are you that talented? I think so. I think I could do it. Yeah. You know what? Like, I just love on the spot, random ass <laughs> things. So uh, if, if you're really willing to... Then you could just go ahead and, and spit, spit a verse for these people, man. Let them know what they're dealing with. Okay, here we go. Ready? <clears throat> here we go. 
pull up in the monster automobile gangster with a bad bitch that came from Sri Lanka. Yeah, I'm in that Tonka color of Willy Wonka. You could be the king, now watch the queen. Okay, first things first, I'll eat your brains. Then I'ma start rocking gold teeth and fangs. Cause that's what a motherfucking monster do. Hairdresser from Milan, that's a monster do. Monster just up heel as a monster shoe. Young money is a roster and a monster crew. And I'm all up, all up, all up in the bank with a funny, with a face. funny face. And if I'm fake, I ain't noticed cause my money my ain't. Money so ain't. Let me get this straight. Wait, I'm the rookie, but my features in my shows 10 times you pay. 50K for a verse, no album out. Yeah, my barber's so tall that my barber gotta climb it. Hotter than a Middle Eastern climate. Find it. 20 in my Taranda, T. Wine it, wine it. Nikki on the pit as well as sign it. Well, he's so one track minded, but really, really, I don't give a F. U-C-K, forget Barbie, fuck Nikki, she, she's fake. I'm on a diet, but my pockets eating cheesecake. And I'll say, boy, the Chucky's child's play. Just killed another career, it's a mild day. Besides, yay, they can't stand besides me. I think me, you, and you, Nicki Minaj Friday. Pink wig, thick ass, give him whiplash. I think big, get cash, make him blink fast. Now look at what you just saw. This is what you just saw. Rah, I'm a motherfucking monster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Literally people in here are like. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I am so happy that you didn't just give me like five bars. Like you just kept going. I gave you all all the bars. You can just choose what bars you want to keep. I gave them all to you. (laughs) That is all we have for today, guys. It's a wrap here with Power Progression. Bye-bye. That was awesome. Bye. Yes. And uh, uh, it is a rap, literally, it's a rap. It is, it is, it is a rap <laughs> without the W. So I, I got, let me start there real quick because you know we want, we need to dive into some value and everything. But I'm curious, where did that come from? You know, like like were you just like, <laughs> are you good at just remembering lyrics and rapping them? Did you have a career in another oh, yeah. world? What happened? <laughs> career in another world. So in my past life, I believe that I was a rapper in my past life. Um, I've always had this knack for remembering lyrics. Like I could do, there's more songs. Like I could, if I, like there's songs that I haven't heard in like seven, eight years and it'll come on. And my mom's like, how in tarnation do you remember all those lyrics? Well, like I remember like the Humpty Dance, Salt and Pepper, like old Salt and Pepper jams, like TLC. Like, you know, I, I just, I remember them and they just stick. And then there I go. And so karaoke is like one of my favorite pastimes, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. And, and, yeah. and I, think, I just think that's phenomenal because what I want to dive into, which was, you know, you had severe anxiety, right? Like social anxiety. Uh, and that, that comes with a lot of fear of, of being judged. But yet what you just did showed an extreme amount of courage of just saying, I don't have a beat. Uh, you know, I could just mess this all up. I'm just going to go for it. Let's go back to when you had anxiety, uh, you you know, and really severe anxiety and social anxiety. Where did that come from? What age were you? And and what were some of the things you did to overcome it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, I would have never done that. I'll tell you that I would have never done what I just did. hundred percent totally would have like, I would have probably had sweaty ass palms. I would have been shaking and I would have just said, John, you know, I can't do that. Can you cut that? Like I can't, I would actually, I wouldn't even be doing a podcast. What am I saying? I would not even get on camera. So (laughs) I wouldn't be here, but, um, yeah, I, you know, it really started when I was bullied in school and I was made fun of a lot. And, you know, I ate lunch in the girl's bathroom stall. I felt 
very rejected. And then, so of course I, I would, I would isolate myself because of that, of the experiences I had of rejection to try to avoid more rejection. So, um, I was, you know, really, I was a sad, like scared little girl, to be honest. And, um, and that carried throughout the rest of my life through, you know, through high school, through, um, through college, through my early twenties, when I first moved to San Diego, I mean, I, I used to have this, this story, I call it story because we all tell ourselves stories and the story I used to tell myself was, no, I'm meant for behind the scenes. Like I'm a bad public speaker was another story. I had these stories that were of course crippling me because they were, they were reinstating and reconfirming my fears. Right. So, um, so I was, I was a bad public speaker. I was, I, I would go up. I remember I couldn't even do my senior presentation because I was shaking so bad. My hand, I couldn't read the note card because my hand was shaking so hard. And um, my teammate had to, had to do my part of the presentation for me because I literally couldn't get the words. I'm like, and, and, and everyone in the audience had their hands over their mouths and just were, every single person was like this. Like, like just, it, it went through, the, they felt my, my energy. So that's where I was. And it, you know, it wasn't until I confronted a, where these limiting beliefs came from, right. Where the source of these beliefs were. Um, and then also, you know, what the beliefs were and how they were sabotaging my life and what they were truly costing me in my life, which was ultimately my happiness. So yeah, I was in a totally different place than I am now. And, and at what age did this start? Well, I must have been, you know, right around seven years old when, no, probably younger, probably like six years old when I, when I experienced my first like really painful rejection experience. Yeah. It, 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 that actually, it pains me because nowadays, you know, bullying is at another level, right? And, and I have a daughter, mm -hmm. she's you know, going to be three in May and I just get so fearful of, of stuff, things like that. Did you come to your parents and let them know? Did you hide it? Uh, like, because they I had no like, idea. And that's the scary mm -hmm. part, I think, right? Because people who have kids and then not even kids, I mean, you hid it for, for years, correct? Yeah. My parent, when I started talking about this, my mom's like, no, you didn't. Like I used to, for example, I used to cut myself and my mom's like, no, you didn't. I would have noticed. I would have noticed, you know, so she was, I could tell it was, it was painting her because she was like, how on or like she wouldn't believe it because she's like, no, 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 I would have seen that. Like I'm a, I'm a good mom, you know? And I'm like, mom, you know, you're a great mom. I was just really good at hiding it from you, you know? That's, so, yeah. Okay. So, so, you know, you're younger, you have all these years of just masking this and wearing different masks and as a lot of us adults mm. do still. I mean, and, and you talked about limited beliefs and my audience has heard a lot about how to overcome them. What, what are some of your, 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 tips and tricks on truly how to figure out what are some of your limiting beliefs and, and how do you approach them? Because it's scary, right? It's, it's legit. The biggest thing that is mm -hmm. holding you back is the story that you tell yourself, as you said. So what mm -hmm. did, what did you do or what can the audience do like right now? If they're like, I want to, but I'm scared. Like nobody knows how scared I am. And I have this thought in my head. How do you approach that? How do you attack that to really push through and get over it? Well, if the issue is fear, so there's a couple of things. So if the issue is fear that like you are scared to face 
the demons, you're scared to take the the skeletons out of the closet type of situation. Um, the best thing, and I actually have this process in my book, and it's a super simple process. You can take yourself through it, or you can have it has to be if you have someone else take you through this. It's actually really powerful. You just need to make sure that that person is someone you feel very safe with and someone that you trust, okay? Because it's very intimate. Um, but you can do it yourself. So what you do is. You, you're acknowledging that you're scared. So I'm scared of, I, I'm scared, I'm scared. So you ask yourself, okay, what am I scared of? Why am I scared? So you start answering these questions. And every time that you answer, like, I'm scared that, um, that I'm going to feel like it's going to hurt and I'm going to feel sad. Okay, then what? So what? Right? So then, okay, well, then, then I'm going to feel sad and, 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 you know, maybe you know, maybe I'll feel like, you know, I'm a terrible person. Okay. So what? So what? You keep asking yourself, so what? Until you get to the deepest fear that actually exists. And typically, by the way, the first fear is more surfacey. So you start on the surface and you're, you're peeling back layers, asking yourself, then what? So what? Then what? So what? Then what? So what? Until you finally get to the core until literally it's, it typically is something ridiculous. Like at the end of the day, we kind of will either have this fear of like, I'm going to (laughs) die, you know, something that's pretty ridiculous. And so then when you get to that deepest fear where you, literally don't feel like you can pull the onion layer back anymore, then you ask yourself, can I 100% know with 100% certainty that that's true? And so right then and there, you're interrupting this fear and you're saying, well, of course the answer is going to be no. No, I don't know that I'm going to die. No, I don't know that I'm going to feel that I'm going to be a terrible person. I don't know that whatever the the fear is, right? Because fear is false evidence appearing real. That's what fear is. So we interrupt it by by asking that question, can I 100% like with, with 100% certainty, know that that's true. And the answer is no. So now you've, okay, got it, fear, done, that's over with. Now when you go in, the pro- I have a, a, a step-by-step process for that. And I want to say though, um, another thing that I, that I see people is that they don't really know. They feel like, well, I don't know what my fear is. I don't, I don't know what my limiting belief is, right? They're kind of, they're like not clear on that. So they wouldn't be able to start there. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So for those people, for those people, the best way to start is by identifying what's showing up in your life that's not working for you. So whatever an undesired outcome or behavior that you're exhibiting. So it can be a behavior that you notice that you do or don't do, or it can be an outcome in your life, a specific result that you do not want that's not working, that's like totally undesirable. So when you start there, you can reverse engineer and work your way backwards. So those are kind of like the two, I would say, if to get someone over the fear of confrontation of the limiting belief, which they probably already, those people probably already know what the limiting belief is, right? And the other people who aren't sure, that's how they would step into it. Amazing. You better be taking notes, guys, because (laughs) like just those two tactics in itself, it really can reveal so much greatness that's in front of you. Because that, that limited belief, it's almost like this fog, right? Like it's like this spot and, and, and it just keeps, every time you want to step out into that greatness and do something, that limited belief hits you. Um, and to have it for mm-hmm. so many years, like Ashley was talking about, it's not like it's easy to get rid of forever. And I think that's another thing I want to touch on because people think that, okay, I got rid of it. I'm done with fear. I'm done with confrontation, whatever it might be, but it still creeps back in. So do you still do that same pattern once you kind of face it that first time do you still go down that same pattern if uh you know you're about to go ahead and do something you've never done before and that limited belief creeps its way back in or is there something new that you Mm -hmm. do you already did that 
So that's where the tools come in. So when you work through a limiting belief, so say for the, you know, the person who reverse engineered, um, there's a steps that I take people through where, you know, identifying either if you know the limiting belief first, you can go there. Or if you identify the action or the, um, I should say behavior outcome, then you would reverse engineer. So basically, um, where the, where you need to start is first, where did this come from? What is the source? The reason why this is important is because once you identify, for example, my mom, okay, my dad, uh, the bullies at school, like where did this belief or behavior come from? Then you're able to separate yourself from it and you know that I am not that. Okay, so there's a layer of separation now separating you from that. So then once you have um, that separation, now you can look at it from sort of a more of a bird's eye view from an objective space and, um, and you identify, these are the two key things, you identify the, uh, I call it the fake reward, the reason you keep running this pattern, okay, this behavior. Why do I keep doing it? Because we as humans, we won't do something if we don't get any perceived benefit from it. There's always got to be some kind of payoff that we're getting. And typically, it's an instant payoff. It's an instant gratification thing. So identifying what that is. Maybe I get attention. Maybe I get people to feel sorry for me, which gives me attention. And I like that. It feels good. Okay. So you get to identify and that's where you got to get real, real with yourself. Like I promise you, you are not running that unless it gave you some perceived initial benefit to do it. Then you got to get real with yourself and ask, what are the real costs of running this? What are my real costs? What is this costing me in my life? It's costing me my happiness. It's costing me my marriage. It's costing me my relationships. It's costing me like really go, go and list out what it's costing you in your life. And then you ask yourself the question, does the, is the reward worth the cost? And you're going to keep listing those costs until that answer is no, it's not worth it. Okay. So getting super clear and, and, and this is going to be huge when it creeps up again, because then you can remember what it's costing you and that it's not worth. And you know also what the payoff is. So your super heightened awareness is going to support you. Now that you've decided it's not worth it, now you get to create your new belief, the empowering belief that serves you. So when you write that down, that becomes your mantra. So that's the tool I was referring to. When it creeps back up again, not only are you super heightened and aware of the costs and the rewards and all those things and where it comes from that's not you, you now have a new mantra that'll kick you into gear, remind you of your highest self. And that's a new belief that says something like, and it would be your new statement that's really sort of the, it doesn't have to be the exact opposite because it gets to land with you, but somewhat of the opposite of what the limiting belief was with a positive justification statement afterwards, a because. Mm -hmm. And the reason that's important is because imagine your whole life you've been living with this belief and you've been running that belief, right? For your whole life. And then all of a sudden you step in and say the exact opposite of the thing you've been believing the, your whole life. Your subconscious mind's going to go, um, that's bullshit. Like, uh, no. But if you have a, a because, you know, if you have like, well, because X, Y, Z, right? You have a because that actually lands with you. Then, then your subconscious, your, your ego kind of quiet sounds like, okay, okay, got it. It's more believable. So the because is really, really important. That's something I feel like a lot of affirmations miss is it's not just about stating the affirmation. It's great. It's also the because that really ties it in. It, you know, you and I talked about this before. 
it's just that small hinges that swing open big doors, right? That, that, because if you mm-hmm. miss it, the entire thing won't go to waste, but it's not going to be the powerful, uh, exercise that's needed in order to overcome that. I love that. It, and so you, you face your limited beliefs. You, you, you saw them, you said, you know, Hey, this, this is not who I am. This is not the story uh, that serves me. But what happened between like, because there's so much confidence in you now, right? I mean, you just wrapped, you know, for, <laughs> for 30 seconds without a beat, you know, like you and I talk and I could see there's confidence in you, the, the way you carry yourself um, as extreme confidence. And you wrote a book about that. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people really suffer that, you know, I think it's a, a few different ways they suffer it. Maybe they don't feel confident in, in, you know, their family because they're not as um, maybe well off as some of them, or, or they go into a room and they're comparing themselves. So their confidence goes down or they're scared to pick up the phone and dial clients because their confidence isn't as high. What are some key things that people can do? Because I'm a big believer that confidence is a skill that we could build. I, and, and people think, Oh, John, you speak on stages. You, you have so much confidence. It's like, I build this shit. Like I yeah. build intentionally day after day, after day, after day. And people have to realize that anybody could be confident. Um, but, but yeah. you got to first get rid of limited beliefs. Cause it's very hard to be confident if that's bringing you down, mm-hmm. but what other mm-hmm. tools do you have? Like where you stand right now in the presence that you stand in energy that you have actually is very confident, which is way different than a girl, you know, who is seven years old, 15 years old. What's the separator, how to build that confidence um, into something uh, that really takes you to the next level? Yeah. Well, one thing that we get to understand is our beliefs, we treat like cases. Okay. So you got to think of like, we, our beliefs are cases that we set out to prove, whether we're setting out to prove them consciously or subconsciously, we will actually, that's why so many, like you hear about women who are like, um, oh, there's no decent single men my age in this city. Well, then what do they see? They only see the non-decent, non-single men in the city because it's proving their case. We actually, it's like, you think of like goggles that we have on that are like, they're literally blocking us from seeing the truth. So Um, The reason I say that is because once you do that process that I said before and you create your new belief, we're going to start going out to set to prove that belief, okay? So now we have a new action that's coming from this new belief, okay? And this is the, the key part that I talk about and I hone on in so much is it's a new muscle. This new belief is like a new muscle. If you weren't confident for the last eight years of your life, that's a pretty, that's going to be an unused muscle. Probably hadn't used it since you were a kid, let's say. Okay. That's an unused muscle. It's like anything else. You talk about, you want to grow your booty, you better go in the gym and get some reps in, you know? <laughs> and typically the first few reps are the most uncomfortable ones, right? They're the most painful because you're like, your body's not used to it. You're like, what the F am I doing? Like, this is super uncomfortable. Like, uh, you know, and then you go again and again and again, it starts to get easier and then you can do more reps and then you find it. Oh, okay. Got it. And then you get the hang of it and you develop muscle memory, right? So this is this, you've got to treat it the same way. This just does not happen overnight. And I know, you know that John, it does not happen overnight. My first video, I, w- I wish like literally, I wish I could pull up right now. My very first Facebook live I ever did. I was scared to death. I had to have my dog who's actually right there <laughs> with me right now. I had to have him on there because like for comfort for me to hold him. I was so nervous. And, but guess what? Every time that I got on camera and did it again and again, I got better. I got better. I got better. So treat this. If you want to create, if you want confidence, for example, since we're talking about that, 
you got to get out there and do the reps. You got to get out there and prove that case. The only way you can do that is by taking consistent, committed action. Consistent, committed action. Put in the reps. Put in the work. So if you are scared to make a video, do 12. Do 12 videos. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like That's what you need to do. It's, that's, that's how it works. 100%. That's the only way that you will grow to where you want to be is by putting in the work and the reps. Ah, uh, gosh. And, and you talked about, you know, it, uh, we'll do anything to prove it. I was talking about we, mm-hmm. we follow through with who we believe we are most. Right? You tell totally. me that you're, you're a night owl and you hate mornings. Well, shit, like you're going to do everything you can to show me that mornings <laughs> yeah. suck and that you're a night owl. Like we have to read totally. things. And, and it's, it's funny because a lot of times we believe that things that really don't empower us, right? Like we believe these, mm-hmm. these things that really just put us into a disempowering state that doesn't allow us for growth. And so I love what you said, like just suck it up and do 12 videos, right? Like it, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a yes. muscle. And you know what I, I pictured in my mind? So as you talked about this belief is, is, is a new muscle, right? And you have to build it. I thought about mm-hmm. like, I had my, I had knee surgery. And so when I had knee surgery, I had a cast like on my knee or whatever, I had like a, a, a brace on my knee and I couldn't use it for whatever, eight weeks. Well, when I took it off, what happened? One leg was like still nice and, you know, toned and the other leg was like a pencil. And it was like awkward to look at and like trying to work it out was awkward. And I just wanted to focus on the other leg because I felt strong in that leg, right? Like I knew I could do it. Every time I go over here on this leg, it like hurt. It was uncomfortable. And I'm like, this is never going to work. Never going to work. And my trainer's like, just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. And then before you know it, you know, I'm pinning down the machines, right? Like, and I'm, and I'm getting full mobility back in my leg and and now they're the same size. So as soon as you said like that belief that you don't have that is confidence, it's this new muscle that you're trying to build. I just thought about like a cast on somebody's arm where like when you take it off after eight weeks Mm. or six months, it's, you know, it looks way different than a rest. So we got to pay attention to it Mm -hmm. and focus on it. And what we focus on expands. Um, So that's, that's gold. I love that. You know, when, when Mm -hmm. I watched your your Instagram story, when I saw you do the, the, you know, the wrapping, I also see something too, in that you're pretty damn consistent uh, with some morning routines. I mean, we kind of talked about it on the episode I, uh, you know, I did with you, um, but what empowers you? I think we all need to realize that we don't have to do everything in the morning. Uh, You know, I think we overwhelm ourselves with, oh my God, I have to do this, 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 and that. But where did you find your peace and your most productive uh, routine? And, and did you just do it once and go, like, oh, this is it, and we're good to go? Or kind of what does that look like for you today versus maybe what it looked like a year ago? Mm. Well, it started out with five minutes, like literally five minutes. So I would get up five minutes earlier, which all y'all can do. You guys, not, no excuse. Everyone here can get up five minutes earlier. I mean, come on. So I literally started five minutes and I just, my thing that I really wanted to, like my mountain that I wanted to conquer, as I like to say, was meditation. I'd resisted it for so long. I resisted meditation and I wanted, I, I knew the benefits and I was committed. And I remember like even two minutes felt like a lifetime, but I was consistent and I, again, unused muscle, right? So it was just putting in the reps every morning. And for me, five minutes felt doable. You know, it felt... Like it wasn't overwhelming. And so I, I really want to encourage you guys uh, listening that 
You don't need it. You're absolutely right, John. You don't need to do this, this, that, just because that person does this, this, that. Start with what feels good to you, what feels manageable, and then start adding and stretching from there in your own way. Because the whole point of it, if, if it feels overwhelming, you've lost the point of a morning ritual. That's not the point. <laughs> the point of a morning ritual is that you feel peace, that you're filling your cup. You want to feel good inside. So if you're feeling shitty about your, about doing your morning ritual, then you are not on the right track. So you want it to be something you look forward to that creates joy and, um, and, and empowers you first thing in the morning. So it could be that you get up five minutes early to stretch, to do a yoga pose. It could be to uh, read, you know, five minutes of a, of a book that you know you've been, you've been wanting to read but haven't been creating the time to do. This, you can start anywhere, guys. And then I added on to it. So for me, what I do every morning now, fast forward now, is um, I start every morning with meditation and prayer. My meditation and prayer can last. I don't. I'm not like super rigid about it. It can go anywhere from, you know, um, like sometimes I've done it for a whole hour. Um, sometimes I only do it for ten minutes. It's whatever, whatever feels good. I just listen to to myself, my body, and and how I feel. And then I I journal, and then I read. And then I walk Tucker, if Tucker's with me, <laughs> get out in nature. So um, that's what my ritual looks like every morning. And I even do it when I travel. I'm very consistent with it. And I think the big uh, thing I want to say is, is I want you to think of it not as a checklist, not as a routine, as a ritual. There's a reason why I call it a morning ritual and not a morning routine. Because when sometimes you think of the word routine, it feels like checklist, like check, 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 you know, kind of like think of like military routine, right? It, it, this for me, ritual, it's about an experience. Like what experience? I like candles. You know, I have coffee brewing, the smell of coffee. I create a whole experience for myself that I look forward to every morning. So focus on the experience rather than the doing. Ah, uh, you know, all right, so I, I posted a video. And I, I, so I always used to say, show me your rituals and I'll show you your future. But I did a video and I kept saying my morning routine, my morning routine. And you're so right. You know, words matter. Right. And, and for those people who, who majority of us who are entrepreneurs are like routine, uh, like checklist. No, I got somebody to do that. Right. Like if I'm the owner of a company, <laughs> more than likely I'm sitting back, like I have somebody else to do that. I just get it and go. And so I love the fact of the rituals. He talked about from, from a year ago to today, that's the, there, there's a process in that. And, and there might've been times, it's not just your morning ritual, but everything from who you were a year ago to who you are today, who you were five years ago, Ashley, and who you are today. There's a process involved. And I think a lot of people listening right now, they may be at, or they're going for sure to be at a place where they can no longer take the process. It's beating them down. Like it's, it's overwhelming. They want to quit that, you know, they, they, they just don't know if it's for them. Um, all these different emotions are overcoming and they want to quit. What are your thoughts on the process? And when somebody wants to quit, what's your advice to them? Mm. So one mantra that I've been using this past year is let joy be my guide. Let joy be my guide. So, um, especially if you're a driven entrepreneur and you're listening to this, you're driven, you're ambitious, you've always been sort of an overachiever, that the danger of these types of personalities, which are you and me, John, as well, is we get so fixated. We get a fixed on this destination, this future point that we're setting, 
And we're like hustling, we're hustling, we're, we're doing everything we can to get to this future point. And we're missing the most important part, which is the process, the unfolding. Because guess what? We're not guaranteed that future destination. We're not guaranteed a tomorrow. We're not even guaranteed a next hour. God forbid. I know that's morbid, but it's true. We're not guaranteed anything. We're guaranteed the only thing that we ever have, truly have, is the present is this moment, this here now moment. That's all we ever truly have. So if you're letting all the here now moments pass to get to some future moment, that's not even real. First of all, it doesn't exist. It's imaginary. It's an illusion of your mind. It's an illusion. Then you're missing your life. So it's about getting super real about how, because listen, it starts with each moment you deciding, okay, right now, Oh, I'm feeling exhausted. Like you, you're actually being aware and you're saying, I'm exhausted right now. Okay. Like I'm, I'm feeling run down. I'm feeling exhausted. Like you said, I'm feeling stressed out. Okay. Got it. What we resist persists. So don't resist the feeling like be with it. Don't judge it. Like literally when I feel this way, I stop. I, I, I'm pay attention. I'm present with where am I feeling this in my body? For me, typically it's either if it's anxiety, it's typically up here in my chest. If it's like something, uh, you know, um, that's like kind of guilt type feeling that's in my tummy. Okay. So I feel it in my body always, and we all do. So our body's always communicating with us. So get present, feel into those sensations that you're experiencing, the stress, the overwhelm, whatever it is, give your body the intention, the attention, give yourself the attention that you're craving. In that moment, that presence in and of itself can honestly completely dissolve that experience because you're present and you're no longer judging and resisting it. So that presence alone, presence is so powerful, it can completely dissolve any negative experience that your body's having, that you're having. So from that point, it's about once you've dissolved it, now you're in a clear state of mind and you're in a present state of mind. Now you're in a a way better place to create a solution. (laughs) You're not going to create, you you, you try to create a solution when you're chaotic and frantic and stressed out. You're going to create another chaotic, stressed out solution. Okay. (laughs) That's going to be very temporary and probably not sustainable. So, so once you've, you've created that presence, you're, you're going to notice your, your mind starts to clear up, your body clears up, you become open. When you're open like that, you can create, you'll notice that the creative ideas that start to come in become you're aligned and open and present now are so powerful. So from that space, everyone's going to be in a different situation. But from that space, that's when I, I encourage you to get out a journal and start letting the ideas flow through of how can I re- solve this um, so that in the future, I'm not experiencing this anymore. And the creative ideas will flow with that presence. Does that sort of answer your question? <laughs> no, big time. And, and you just kind of like shined a huge light on, on, on so many things. But the one thing that just really popped out to me is you cannot create a solution in chaos mm-hmm. right? and, and it's not like won't work yeah and i've never even like put those things together like i've you know you could think it but like truly understanding like your the way you emotionally feel right now is chaotic and the solution that you're going to create is probably going to create more chaos and you're going to be in a vicious cycle mm-hmm. and that is brilliant mm-hmm. just to take that step back feel it and I'm, I'm a big believer like we're humans and we can feel emotion and express them. And that's a beautiful thing. And yeah. so like, let it happen. But I never thought like, I'm always like, oh, you gotta, we got to push through All right, mind, put it, put it aside and let's just keep going. Take a minute, feel it, put, get actual clarity on this chaos and feel it. And then get that clear mind and create a solution. I, it, it's, that's a brilliant tip. Um, 
you, you said the word a few times of, you know, rejection, right? That's kind of how you felt when you were a kid. Uh, with confidence, rejection is, is something that we're scared of. Uh, but also, I think it's how other people look at us, right? So you, you, when you talked about kids were making fun of you, you were bullied. You talked about when, you know, you have to go ahead and make 12 videos. If you want to make one, make 12. There's still <laughs> this fear, this fear of people are going to judge me. No matter how much confidence you tell me I need to have, Ashley, I'm still scared as shit that people are going to point and laugh when I fall on my mm. face. Yes. What, what do I do? Like, how do I overcome something like that? Okay. So I actually, it's, this is, I love this question. So this is a great, I actually take some of my students, they do this and I've had some really great, amazing breakthroughs that I've, my, my students have told me after take they notes, implement this. Notes, and it, 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 here's the thing, I've, I've mentioned this strategy to you before, but now what's awesome is we can take it and be super specific with it. So that example you just said, I'm afraid I'm going to fall on my face and people are going to laugh at me. Okay. We've got to, okay, remember, the only way we can overcome darkness is by shining light on it, period, okay? So we've got to shine light on the darkness. So this is what this process is doing. Remember I taught you the, okay, then what, so what? You're yeah. literally going to ask yourself, I'm telling you, this will dissolve your fear. I promise you this. I used to tell myself this in the gym when I, I remember when I was scared to work out at the gym because I was scared I would use a piece of equipment wrong and then I would make a fool of myself, right? So then, then what? Okay. People would laugh at me. Then what? They'll think I'm incompetent. Then what? So you keep taking yourself. Well, then maybe they'll tell other, they'll talk bad about me. That's one of my big fears, by the way, is like one of my big things growing up was like the gossip. You know, I'm, I'm very like anti-gossip. I will not stand for it or be a part of it ever. Um, so that was a big, a big thing where it's like, okay, they'll laugh at me. Okay, then they're going to be talking behind my back and saying things. Okay, so what? Then what? Uh, well, then, then I'm going to feel, I, I mean, it's going to suck. Okay, it's going to suck. Then what? Well, maybe, maybe I'll feel really embarrassed and I'll get red and then I'll do something else stupid. Okay, so you do something else stupid. Then what? So what? You literally keep asking. That's why I'm saying having a friend do this with you. I'm telling you, you so guys good. cannot underestimate the power of this. It really, it takes your fear and it, it's like, it's like taking this, this thing that you think is a big monster and then taking the layers of clothing off and you realizing it's a little pipsqueak. It's just this little, it's a little like little gremlin, like that's nothing. And, and you're like, holy shit. Like, cause at the end you get to this ridiculous thing. And then usually when I have my clients go through this, by the end of it, they're laughing. They're like, holy shit. Like I had one girl who was so scared to she for all her life since she was a little girl, she wanted to try out for an acting position at a role at a play. She'd always wanted to be part of a play. This is a true story. She would sit, she would go to the audition. She would sit down, wait until it was her turn. And just before she was the next person up, she would leave. She did it over and over again. She would go there, sit, wait in line. It's almost her turn. Get up, leave. Go there, sit in line, stir her drink leave over and over again. I finally, I did this with her. I said, well, what are you so afraid of? I'm going to mess up. Okay. What happens if you mess up? Well, they're going to laugh at me. Okay. What happens if they laugh at you? They'll think I'm stupid. Okay. Then what? So what? What if they think that you're stupid? I literally, we took her through the whole thing. By the end of it, she starts laughing. She's like, holy shit. What am I so scared of? The next day, like I have chills in my body. The next day she goes and auditions. She effing gets the part. 
I have chills on my body right now. Like she went, she did it, she auditioned and she ended up getting a part. Like this is, this is the power in this process. It confronts it so that you can be in your power. Cause right now you're giving your power away to a thing that is complete illusion. It's not even real. It's made up in your mind and you're giving your power away to something that's not even real. So you're, when you do this exercise, you're getting your power back. You're saying, Oh, that's a little pipsqueak. Like, flicking that away. I got me. I'm fucking powerful ass boss woman. And I got this. Yes. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> that is so good. And within, within 24 hours, her life was transformed, right? Because of this one exercise. And it, uh, it, let me ask you that when you, people are doing it, I know you said I have a friend. Do you want them to write down uh, like what their friend is saying or just, just kind of go through the motion? No, you, you, you're relentless. Think about being like, you, you're like a maniac on a mission. Like yeah. you're a maniac on a mission to getting that person to get you. Yeah. Just they keep, even if they're, if they're, they're going to stall by the way, cause they'll be like, uh, and so keep it. So what, so what, then what, so what, then what you keep, you literally, you're going to be in their face because then they're going to be like, so well, uh, well, and they're going to, they're going to get all, and then they'll get to this point where literally like almost, I would tell you like 80, 90% of the people I do this with, they start laughing because they get to the bottom of it and they're like, shit, man, that's not scary. Like, what am I, what am I tripping over? Like the hell? And you're laughing that's together amazing. and it's this beautiful transformation of energy going from a stuck place to a now open free space. It's beautiful. That's amazing. And all it is mm -hmm. in the end is just changing perspective. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, in the end, it's, it's looking at it from a, from a different lens. That, I, yeah, it, it's so funny how four words can transform mm -hmm. you into truly creating that ultimate version of you. It, yeah, it's insane. So you, I you still use it. I still use it. I mean, I would. Shit, it works. Yeah, all the like, time. It works. That's that's awesome. And but the, but the key is make sure you guys have somebody that you trust by your side, right? Someone that you trust mm -hmm. by your side. Yes. It's speaking of trust. So you and I had talked after our podcast episode, and you uh, shine some light on my uh, website, and 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 you've taken a business and and you've played a big role. Uh, do you mind saying who that Shark Tank company was? Or oh, yeah. Um, so that was um, Mark Cuban company, Tower Paddleboards. Awesome. Tower Paddleboards. Yeah, I think they were season three. We were season awesome. three, I think. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big paddleboarder. I mean, I, I really just got my board like two months ago, but I'm a big paddleboarder. Oh, <laughs> we, nice. We have, we have beautiful water here. We have the most, cl the clearest water in the country. Oh, uh, whitest beaches. So when we paddle, even on our lakes, you know, it's, it's almost crystal clear. Um, so I'm not anybody jealous, but just telling you, <laughs> um, honestly, you've, you've been able to work some magic on the marketing side, on the branding side, and, and you kind of helped me a little bit, a lot of bit, um, on my site in my branding. And, and we said the small hinges that swing open big doors, right? We've mentioned a few times, mm -hmm. somebody that, that owns a business right now. Okay. Someone that owns a business without knowing their business, without knowing what their brand looks like right now, what are like one to three things that's like, these are must or big issues that people think are big deals that they must have these things and they don't even matter. Like what are like the one to three things that you would just say, boom, these are the three things you need to know about branding. Yeah. Yourself. Biggest rookie mistake I see are people who are, so brands, entrepreneurs who are making it all about them. It ain't about you. It's about who you're serving. It's about your client. It's about your customer. It ain't about you. Okay. They didn't come on their, on your page to learn about, about you. They came to see what they can get for themselves. 
okay? So you got to speak to that person. You got to speak directly to that person. I'm talking like using you and I, you and I, conversational language so that they feel, because think about it, it's always one person looking at your site right? It's always one person. So it's me at my computer. It's that person at their computer. It's always one person whose eyes are on your site. So you have to speak directly to that one person. Take advantage of the attention that you have. Attention is our most valuable, the most valuable thing that we can have right now is people's attention. Sorry. <laughs> There's like a sound. Do you hear that? Oh, yeah, it's gone. Are you, is it okay? You got somebody's attention. It's that simple. Okay. <laughs> so so you, you, you get someone's attention. You want to speak to them. You don't want to, you don't want to, to, oh, me, 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 I, 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 I'm a business finance coach. I do this. I've done that, which a lot of people do. They treat it like their resume or their, port, like their, um, like a seat, like they're, they're making it like a portfolio, right? Which you don't want that. You want it to be a solution driven, benefit driven page. That's speaking directly to your target avatar. Okay. So that would be the number one thing that I see is the biggest rookie mistake. And I would say the second thing would be um, when people are like, okay, so you have people that are landing on your site that are not ready to convert. I talked to you with you about this, John, right? Yep. Is you have people that are landing on your site who they may be ready and they're enrolled in who you are and they want to work with you already and that's great. Or you may have people who are just not ready yet. Like they're still learning. They're still in the discovery like phases. And so they, um, they need more time. Well, a lot of people aren't capturing these leads that are coming in and they're actually like they're not, they don't have any gift to give them. They have nothing like no opt-in to capture these leads. It's another big mistake I see. And I was telling you about you on your site with you having this, right? Is that yeah. there was nothing for someone to grab so that you could capture that lead and capture their email address, capture their information. Because at some point in the future, as you nurture that person and let them know that they can trust you, right? After repeated, um, you know, emails sequences, whether you're doing text messaging, whatever it is, it may take a few touch points for them to then feel, you know what? I like this guy. I like John. Like, I want to work with him. I want to hire him to speak at my event. Now that I've seen all these things, what he's capable of, who he is, I'm ready. I want to hire him. Imagine though, if you would have just, now you would have just lost that lead completely if you didn't have anything for them to grab on your page. So that's like, and by the way, it doesn't just need to be on your website. This could be something that you put on your social media. This could be like, it could be something that you, you know, that you email out to your, to, it, it could literally, it doesn't have to be, um, I, I, I'm, I'm always going to be a proponent of websites. That's my jam. Okay. But you can create, there's lots of like little things that you can use, like landing page tools. There's, um, a bunch of little tools that you can use to give away something of value in exchange for people's contact information. So that would be my number two thing. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and like I said, I mean, you, you, you gave me like, you know, only 20 or so bullet points that I can, I could work on. on website. <laughs> but it, it, and the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because within five minutes, Ashley was able to really pick apart in a good way, my site to be more effective and more efficient. Um, and so anybody out there, if you guys are sitting there and you have a website, I'm here to tell you, like, we're, we're going to get into Ashley's information here very shortly, but you just need to look at her stuff because I, I looked at it. I'm like, bro, I got, a, I got a nice site. You know how many people told me I have a nice site and I realized shit nice doesn't mean leads, right? <laughs> like, and, and 100%. I, yes. And I just realized that when we had our conversation, you were, you're like, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm like. Oh, I know it's nice. It's a nice site. I have my nice face up there. I get it. 
And then all of a sudden she's like this, this, and that. I'm like, holy shit. Nice doesn't mean leads. How do I, how do I just figure that out? So if you guys are listening and you guys have a product, you guys have a service, um, you're going to want to check Ashley out because within five minutes, she was basically shared so much value on my own site. I could only imagine if she, uh, you know, spent an intentional hour or so in creating it. It's like Walmart guys real quick. Like if, when you go into Walmart, people go into Walmart, you don't realize that everything is set up so strategically, right? Because like they set it up to where when you walk past to go get the milk, you're passing this, you're passing that. So they know they set things up strategically as you walk through the store to get the most common things, you're going to pick up a few other things, taking your $10 bill to $60. And they have yep. mad scientists basically creating the layouts for that. Well, actually we'll do that for your website, which I, I'm mm -hmm. giving everybody's information. Uh, but this is the, the point of the show <laughs> where I'm going to give you four words, one at a time. And I just want you to off the top of your head, Tell me your first thought, your first thought. Okay. Right? It could be a word. It could be a sentence. It could be a noise. I don't care what it is, but your first thought, you ready? Okay. All right. So the, so the first, so the first one, failure. Awesome. Yeah. Love failure. Success. Happiness. Branding. Branding, so much, everything, impression, personality, conversion. <laughs> I love it. All right, the last one, influencer. Mm, leadership. Leadership. Leader, yes. impact-driven. Yep. First mm -hmm. off, hold on, I, I'm going to get super excited here because I just had my coaching call with my uh, clients and – the group call today was about how to become a leader right? and, and create leadership as a lifestyle. And I simply told them this. I said, leadership is simple to identify. It's simple to define it. It's somebody that can influence and inspire others to change. And I've never, like, when I, when I said that, I'm like, yeah, this is going to rock people's world. And it rocked people's world. And when I've asked that question, other people, they've never said that word. So, yeah. Wow. Thank you for being awesome. <laughs> well, there's a, there's, there's a, <laughs> It's one of my favorite pastimes is being awesome. But, um, you know, it, there's like a stigma around that word right now. Influencer, Absolutely. that's why. And, and I honestly, I think you and I are on the same page. Like I'm trying to break that stigma. Like we can't, we, we, we've got to step up as leaders to really show what true influence is all about because people have lost the point, right? They're, they're thinking of like, you know, the surfacey stuff that's going on on the gram. Like we all know about it. Yeah. That's not true. Like we, when we think of influencer, of what an influencer is, it's literally what you just said. Like you're, influ you're influencing people, you're leading people, you're creating and evoking change. Yeah. So absolutely. Like I was so happy that you said that because it's like I want to uh, create a new association with that word. Yeah. And it starts with people like you and I stepping up and showing what true influence and true leadership means. It, okay. I wanted to ask another question that usually I end with, but I have to chop this up with you real quick because – uh, this is something that, that uh, it's, it's heavy on my heart, but also like, I think it, it hurts a lot of people when these influencers are putting out, let's say fake, fake content, but you know, they're, they're, they're putting out a, a persona or they're putting out this yeah, false reality. Um, and I think that's why the name's getting 
you know, kind of tossed around with influence, but it really is such a powerful word that because of certain people taking that word and, and creating a new stigma around it, it, it it's, it's a shame. What do you think about uh, people that are out there, whether it's coaches, speakers, uh, you know, blockchain, whatever the hell they're into that are creating themselves as influencers, a lot of followers. Um, do you see a lot of fakes out there and how, what's your, what's your feelings and emotions on that? Well, here's the thing with, and this goes for anything in life with light comes dark. It's contrast. It's about how can we find beauty in the contrast, right? Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't matter. It can, it can literally be anything in life. Take, you know, influencers. There's always going to be a dark. There's always, that's, that's how light, like one cannot exist without the other. So you've got to find beauty in that contrast. If someone is quote unquote, if they are being fake, okay, that is an opportunity for you to step up and be real. You see what I'm saying? So, so increase the contrast. That's what you got to find the beauty in that gap, create the contrast. So then people can see what it's really about. So instead of letting that damper you, which I've seen, I've, John, it, it gets to like, seriously, this is heavy on my heart. Cause it's, I've seen leaders. There's one I had on my podcast and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say any names, but if you watch my podcast, you'll know which one it is. Who's very against social media now because of the dark. So he's let, what, when you do that, you're letting the dark, you're literally giving your power away to the dark. You're saying, okay, I succumb to you. You're dark now. So I'm going to run this way. You know what I'm saying? So you're, you, you can't, you, you, this is an opportunity when there's dark, it's an opportunity to be that much brighter. Mm. That is what, that's how you need to look at it. Don't hate on the haters because that's just putting more hate. That's yes. more darkness. Do you see what I mean? That's adding yep. darkness onto the darkness. And it, and so let bringing, them do them and you do you. It, <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and it's not only that, like not only are you shining more light on their darkness, but it's taken away from your brightness, right? Like you're giving that light that you could put in totally. such a yes. powerful thing and you're giving it to them. So, um, you know, we're only made so much space and energy and you're taking a part of that and giving it to somebody that you feel is not the right person to really lead people. Um, and, and so Trent Shelton was on my podcast and him and I were talking, he's like, bro, like I'm so different than everybody, right? Dreads, tattoos, you know, I'm black. Like I'm out here being a motivational speaker. Um, and he's like, and in my process, I see a lot of people that are influencers that are, aren't influencing people the right way. And he goes, I need to change that. Um, and so I'm going out and I'm being me authentically and I'm finding the tribe that's with me to go ahead and change that. So I wanted to ask you because yes. um, definitely – it was great at first influencers like the whole thing was great and then the stigma came and then now it's like where do we stand now where do we where do we as entrepreneurs as business owners as uh you know our generation what are we going to do to change that stigma and create the influencer uh name back into influencing change and inspiring people so i just wanted to chop that we up we stand you. stronger we stand taller That's yes it. look i always say the only way to become giants <laughs> in this industry is to stand on each other's shoulders and that's it and yes. that is it. All right, yes. so this is the point in time if people weren't taking notes, they're, they're crazy. Uh, if you're driving right now, pull over to the side of the road, get your pen and paper because Ash, I need you to give three, you're ready to give like a thousand, but three more actionable tools. Okay. And this could be anything from relationships. This could be from uh, mindset. This could be in fitness, whatever it might be for you, three actionable tools for people to implement immediately to be better today than they were yesterday. 
Okay. So the, a tool that I love and that has generated me and my clients some massive results is what I call CFFC. This is takes you journaling. So use your journal. I think, so this, by the way, this might be like the one tool we want to focus on because it's really powerful. If you still want me to list two more, I totally will. It's up to you. So what it is, is anytime you're going through a stress or a problem, quote unquote, in your life, a challenge, okay, an obstacle, and you're feeling deplete, whatever it is, it's something negative. You're going to, uh, the first C stands for concern. So what am I concerned about? It's the surface concern. I'm concerned I'm not going to make enough money this, this quarter. Let's just say, okay, that's the concern. I'm concerned I'm not going to make money. That's what's causing me the stress. So I write the surface concern. Got it. The F stands for fear. Okay. What am I making that concern mean? If I don't make money, then what? So you're, you're implementing the then what? So if I don't make that much, if I, if I don't hit my quarterly goal, then what? What am I making that mean specifically about me? Okay. What am I making that mean about me? This part is going to made be a little longer because you're going to probably write out a few things because typically we're, we make, we're meaning making machines. So we have a lot of, we touch a lot of meanings to things. And so you're going to write down all those meanings because the meanings are actually what's causing you the stress. Okay. So after you write down all those, then you're going to ask yourself a, a question. I know you're, you're a questions guy, John. <laughs> and I said oh, this yeah. earlier, this question's key is you ask yourself, can I 100% know that any of those things I just listed are true? Can I 100% with certainty, like without a single strand of a doubt, 100% know that any of those things are true? Well, the answer will be no, <laughs> okay? Because fear, none of those, they're all illusions. And then the um, second F stands for faith. So now that you've said, okay, got it, those things aren't 100% true, what do I know to be 100% true? Like, what do I actually know 100% is true for me. So for example, one thing that I know for my truth is I've always figured it out every time. I've always figured it out. It's just, a, it's, it's a truth. And I, I literally will say that with 100% certainty. I have always figured it out. It's why I'm here today. So for example, those are the truths, right? So you write out your faith statements, your, your big truths. What you're going to notice is you're going to feel a huge shift in your energy right away. You're going to feel a shift because you're transforming your fear into faith. And that is a huge energy shift. So once you've transformed your fear into faith, now you're going to be, you're going to be in a line. You're going to be aligned. You're going to be tapped and tuned in. And then from that space, after you've written all of your faith statements, your the final, the C is, can you guess? I want to see if John, you could guess what the C is. I feel like you might be able to guess. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going with, I would say clarity. Um, Close. But, uh, let's see. So you got concern, fear, faith, clarity. I'm trying to think of another word for action. Uh, that starts with C. You're on the money. You're on um, the money. You already know. Okay. <laughs> give me a dictionary. <laughs> You're on the money. You're on it. You're already on it. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> C stands for. What's it rhyme Okay. With? Okay. <laughs> Um, um plate. plate it rhymes with plate or does it you're you're a rapper you should kind of <laughs> i know but i'm like what rhymes with this oh oh crustacean <laughs> I, you know what i want to say Something that's, that's an action but an action that we're not proud of and it starts with a c and it rhymes with crustacean constipation <laughs> But, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 but I don't think I'm I love right that on you that just one. said that. 
<laughs> no, no, definitely not. You know, if, if you guys want to end it off in constipation, just thank John, you know, for that idea. So if you want to end it that way, you're more than welcome oh, to end in constipation. <laughs> okay. Creation. Creation. Oh, okay. Well, I was, I was thinking because cre creation's like, I'm like, what are you wrong? So I was thinking create. So that's why I said plate. But anyway, yeah. so create slash creation. So <laughs> not, not constipation. You're, you're not close at all. It's amazing. <laughs> Um, so creation, is, it's, it's yes, what, what action can I take? So um, what, what's awesome is now that you've shifted from a, a fear space, remember what we talked about before, you can't create anything, uh, anything powerful from a space of fear and overwhelm and chaos. Remember we talked about this? So now that you're in a space of faith, you're going to be able to brainstorm. So I actually spend this time in the creation phase where I'm literally just sitting and I'm brainstorming. I'm writing down all my ideas, which you will see, you guys, it'll flow. You're going to be in like, you, you literally will enter a pocket because you've, you've created, you're in faith now. You're in aligned faith action. So now you're writing down all these ideas. These new ideas will come to you. I did this when I was in Nice, France, and I was worried. That was my thing. I was worried I wasn't going to hit my income goal. I made all these stories about how I'm irresponsible, da, 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 da. Right. So once I shifted into faith and I brainstormed, I actioned on those brain on the brainstorming that following week. So I, I brainstormed, did my whole thing. I spent about an hour and a half doing this, maybe two hours, got really into it. And then I got all excited, right? Because when we're in faith, we're like excited because we're tapped and tuned in. The next week, I generated almost $20,000 in revenue in one week wow. while amazing. I was traveling. <laughs> yep. Right. And right this is the power of this of, work. Of losing it. Losing your mind. Mm -hmm. wow. Yep. That's the power of this work. So that right there, I've never stopped anybody at one. Uh, I always make them do three. There, there, there's no reason because that one thing right there, I took notes on it because I'm going to be using that not only mm -hmm. with my own clients. So thank you. Um, I'll give you the you know commission or whatever, uh, but also in my own life because <laughs> No matter where we're at, guys, we struggle with what she just talked about. Um, and that's a very simple and easy, powerful, and also exciting process. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that. I mm -hmm. truly, truly appreciate it. Um, so look, tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, you, know, you. You've absolutely added a tremendous amount of value. You've changed lives. You've changed businesses just with a few tips you've given just about branding. But people need to stalk you. Where can they find you? Please do stalk me. <laughs> I love it. Lightly, okay. Lightly so you stuck. can, <laughs> yeah, lightly suck. So you can, uh, you can creep on me over at <laughs> IG. So I hang out on, on Instagram a lot. Um, Ashley dot H A N N Ashley dot Han. Um, so that's where I am majority of the time. I do have a YouTube channel, which is Ashley Han. I do have a Facebook, Ashley Han. I do have Twitter, all those things. I'm just always on Instagram. So hang out with me there. You can DM me. I respond to all my DMs. Uh, and I post a lot of content there. I post this kind of stuff that, that John and I talk about here um, on my in Instagram. And then my website, same thing, ashleyhan.com. And if, if you guys do uh, want, if you have a website and you know, you're a personal brand, I do have a checklist that is, it's completely free. And if you want it to support, like support on optimizing your site, it's, it, I put so much time, my team and I into this checklist and you can get it at, um, sitechecklist.live. So sitechecklist.live. It's completely free and it'll support you in, in really honing in on your messaging and making sure that your site, like you're dotting your I's and crossing your T's. Awesome. Guys, make sure you go there uh, because 
like I said, five minutes and she gave me 20 different things I could do on my site. I mean, it was, it's, it's leaking leads, right? It's leaking leads. I have a great amount of people that are Mm -hmm. coming to my site and uh, there's some holes in that ship. So I can only imagine what that checklist is going to do for you and your business. Ashley, thank you so much. it, It was an honor to have you on. I loved, I loved our conversation. One of my favorites so far Thank you for being vulnerable, having fun with me, um, you know, rapping and, and talking about constipation, the whole thing, you know what I mean? It was, <laughs> it was an amazing episode and, and I'm glad that you and I have the same wavelength and also realize that life's so damn serious. We got to have fun. Um, so let me, mm-hmm. let me just ask you one last thing. Is there anything else you want to say to my audience in a little last piece of wisdom or, or a little nugget you want to drop? Yes. Uh, trust yourself. My word this year is trust. And uh, I chose that word because in the past I've betrayed myself mm-hmm. and I've let people should on me. Okay. You know, those, those shitters that are shitting all over you. Don't let people shit on you. Like do you trust yourself? You always know the answer. If you take the time to tap and tune in, you, you will tell you the answer. It's there. It's within you. You just get to trust yourself even when it doesn't make quote unquote logical sense. The best things in life don't make sense, guys. Newsflash. So trust yourself. Trust your inner guidance. And do you, boo? That's it. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. Yes. Yes. Guys, please do yourself a favor. Go follow Ashley. Go reach out to her with any questions you have. Uh, and as always, you guys can find me at Real John Marone. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. Write a review. Something that Ashley had said that really struck a chord with you. Uh, definitely write a review. Share this bad boy out. Now, there's there's a, a lot of content out there um, in, in the social media space. Um, this one episode in itself is is enough content that could really hold you over for the rest of your life with, with value, but really take your business and your life to the next level in 2020. So share this out to somebody that could also use this. Uh, but the most important thing is that you take the information that Ashley had given you and you go ahead and create some implementation and you truly start being better today than you were yesterday and start creating the ultimate version of you. But until next time, guys, make sure, make sure you guys keep crushing it and I'll see you guys next week. Let's go.